April 12, 2009. Here's Sawat from Pedro's show.
the rainbow. Ready to vanish at any moment. The seven colors arching upwards and disappearing into thin air. Precariously sensitive. But will the will to grow straight, to stretch out for the stars? I should be able to touch them. What, from Pedro's show? Happy Easter, brother man. Happy Easter. Yeah. Um, started the show off with uh, The Night We Called It A Day by John Coltrane, and then something off the new Migu album called Rainbow. Third Migu album. They're going to have a release gig in Tokyo. Beginning of September or the end of August, and they asked me to come and play. Cool. Also, I've been invited to play another gig there.、Um, when I was on playing on my birthday at the Wijami Kano、mm-hmm. 2008 festival,、uh, it was recorded, and songs are coming out on a compilation. That's going to、oh, cool. have a release party, too. And it's kind of a little mini festival, too. There's、mm-hmm. like three different, you know, they have their clubs sometimes in the same building. On different floors. That strip. Have opening band downstairs, next band up. <laughs> yeah, those are different clubs, but they're all united <laughs> for this event. Like on my birthday, there was two, and they were in the same wow, cool. building. Yeah, I go up this little elevator, it holds like three people. I found the stairs and did that because <laughs> it's like I got to see every band, though. There's 14 bands. And also,、uh, Jim O'Rourke lives there, you know. Right. And he said he's always wanted to do a duo record with me, so maybe we do that. Oh, cool. Because Nails can't come. Oh. So, so it'll be a、uh, sister, a brother sister daughter version without him because he's got too much commitment, too、mm-hmm. many gigs, and recording things up. But he'll go in December. We'll go in December and make another album. And Mr. Shimmy should have this mixed, this one we did. Back in December, done. And he's going to be coming here soon? Yeah, he is, because Cornelius is playing with、uh, Deerhoof. Someone's knocking.、Uh, and so he, and Nels will be here too, so they get to meet. But I'll be on tour. Oh, we have guests. Hey, Stace. How's it going? Just did a lot of practice. Oh, good. Welcome. With、uh, Tom yeah, Watson and Raul. I don't know, just a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> I, like, I don't know what he was. We got a guest today, <laughs> Stacy Bankston from Regan Project Galleries. Welcome. Besides Raymond, you. you're the only art.、Uh, is it Patron? Yeah. yeah. Little cute, little baby、Very、models.、Cute. 
I got them because they were cute. <laughs> Good job. Oh, you know. And, uh, oh, little bourbons. Yeah. Knob <laughs> Craig and uh, Maker Mark. Yeah. Thanks. Sure. Uh, I think Raymond's the only other art person that's been on. Was Gomez on the show once? Yeah, yeah, he was here oh, once. Oh, so, Mark. You know, no, no. No? Gomez, Gomez. Bueno. Oh, mm. Oh. He's from uh, Spain, uh, San, uh, Canary Islands. Santander Canada. in the north, right next to Basque Country. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. And uh, so, okay, you're the third one. I'm the third. So well, you don't have a. <laughs> Number three. But you have a. You're different. Where they're like uh, people who uh, work in their pads, and your place is what that shows them. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know much about that. You know, I've been to things with Raymond and. It's kind of scary. There's stuff's hanging up there, and then everybody comes in and talks about it. It's different than a gig. It's a gig for them, but theirs is different. You don't. Everything's all done and just sitting there. And uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm interested in, in, in the stuff behind that. <laughs> kind of mysterious. Mm-hmm. Uh, how does uh, it, somebody get. Uh, a gig there and get discovered. Yeah, that's a not an easy question. It's you know, it's not something like and a lot of people like will come in the gallery oh and ask if, you know, we accept submissions or yeah, if people you just can walk off the street. Yeah, you know, just bring in your portfolio. A lot of it comes from I think um be, making making work, you know, first and foremost. And then it sort of comes like the talent comes and people talk and discover and it's a, it's just as much a social network as it is anything else it's hard to for anything to you know sort of it's kind of catch 22 yeah you can't live in a bubble you know but it like is you hard you have to uh, get a reputation but how do you get a reputation if nobody knows your stuff exactly but i mean you know, people who want to know though always have their eyes and ears out who's new yeah and they're you know naturally curious and you know sort of seeing who's doing interesting things and always pushing the envelope it's it's never so easy it's never that easy that someone will just bring you like fantastic work and you said oh i want to show this and it and it turns into a great relationship and a long-term thing and you know it's just as much about the relationship with the artist as it is with the work you know and we're finding more and more I'm thinking of that uh, monk's rules thing where he said <laughs> uh don't sound for gigs just be on the scene <laughs> that's, that's one way to do it but that doesn't always work <laughs> There are some artists who work like that, though, too. But I think the best is, you know, the artists who... It's the works, right? It's the work. The work speaks for itself. Well, uh, maybe you should get into your uh, thing. How did you get into this field? That's a good question. Um, I've always been interested in art and um, and always working with artists. And after I just studied art history in school. And after school, I worked in the nonprofit field, like... Because I went to school in Colorado, and in Denver there wasn't really a commercial art scene, and it was very regional and very sort of insular. So, I worked for a large sort of um, regional nonprofit that was a branch or started by the NEA. So, granted organizations money to give money to artists. So it was sort of like three times removed for the arts. Exactly, exactly. And while it was interesting, like arts policy can be or arts you know some of the slowest government 
you know, change there is. So I, I did that for a little bit and moved to the Bay Area and continued to do it and raising money and things like this and sort of, you know, trying my best to sort of, like, feel fulfilled and feel like I was making a difference and, you know, changing, but not having that direct sort of relationship because there's always, like, an inter- we're always sort of an intermediary. So I moved, I decided I wanted a change again, so I moved to L.A. about five years ago, and I thought, well, it was between L.A. and New York, and I thought, one of those cities, and I'm going to work at a gallery, and I'm going to Those are the artists. two big towns. Yeah, those are the national towns. I mean, every, you know, major city, you could say, in America has a re- at least a regional scene. Like, in Denver, there was definitely a regional scene, but those artists that you know, were really well-known and had, like, sort of the big reputations in Denver, like, were very seldom known outside of it. But L.A. So you have to, like, move. Yeah, I feel like L.A. and and New York have real international presence for, I mean, Chicago, too, to an extent. I mean, there are other anomalies. San Francisco. San Francisco, too. But the two biggies have to be L.A. and New York. and um, Some smaller towns, too. I know Santa Fe in New Mexico. Santa Fe, certainly, yeah. Sort of a different... You know, contemporary I don't really know scene. it. I know of it because I've played the town, and yeah. I can tell. And they definitely have a, a, a like a gallery scene, yeah. and um, it's a different kind of you know, not so much contemporary. I mean, it is contemporary, but not so much what I'm interested in or like what you know things are doing. Who was there uh, early on? Was George O'Keefe? George O'Keefe, towards the end, exactly. Yeah, got a lot of inspiration of, there. And you see a lot of license plates from New mm. England and people who come there. Yeah. Uh, They've got some kind of trippy rules where they, you build houses, you got to make it like uh, the adobe oh, scene, to preserve in. the look. Mm. Like a town's <laughs> a piece of art. Ah, exactly. Well, that's interesting. Charleston's like that, too. You can't just bring being put in stucco condo. Mm. You have to fit in. Yeah, up in PVs or neighborhoods. It's like too, that, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Plant communities. <laughs> well, these are more like, uh, like Charleston's historic. It's mm. almost yeah. like New England for the South. And Definitely. so they, yeah, I want to kind of preserve, preserve that. Preserve that. It didn't get burned. <laughs> so, <laughs> Which is good. Yeah, it's unusual because most southern towns don't, aren't, even they though they're old, no. they don't have the stuff because of the war. Exactly, the war. it got destroyed, right? Uh, so uh, you come to SoCal. Yeah. And what, you go to Sean Regan's place, you just knocked on? No, I've, I've worked for Sean for about two years. Before that, I worked at a couple other galleries. Um, my first gallery was in Santa Monica that I worked at and learned a lot and then went to a second ga- another gallery that worked a lot with really young artists, which I found really interesting and fulfilling and then, and then started to work for Sean about two years ago. So yeah. it's been a really good sort of progression. I've learned a lot in each stage and it has been a lot more what I thought I wanted and needed, which was really that direct interaction and working with artists, because it's sort of the most fulfilling. Now the NEA, that that thing, people did submit art. Yeah, they were. They used to give individual artists grants, and, and that's um, based on this people. Yeah. Here's my work. Can yeah. I get uh, funded? And they did at the like back, you know, at its inception, fund some really nice artists, but it got really controversial. Yeah, right. Extremely controversial that Pissed the government funded. Yep. Exactly. The government funds would be going to this sort of means. But maybe that's healthy dialogue. I don't know. Yeah. I kind of like it. But they don't do it, it kind of gave them uh, people 
wanted money going to those, I guess, the arts, they wanted an issue. Mm-hmm. And maybe yeah, some tests, what like. was real. Yeah, <laughs> basically, their budget. Yeah, it's, like, so subjective. It's the same thing with, like... Yeah. Like, the other thing I studied in school was public art, because... It's it's such a it forces people. Public art is funded or is a lot of it. A lot of it's well, it's a mix. But you know, sort of my first introduction to like the general public and their sort of you know forced interaction with art, contemporary or not, and you know they like it or don't. And so it's sort of interesting to see how people could get so worked up, especially if it's government funded, even private funded things that would get. If it's in the public sort of realm, because it's, it's got to be shared. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, I, I, there was something with that b- big bow and arrow up in San Francisco. Mm. People mm. said they didn't like it. Yeah, any art that's going to get people activated though is pretty good. It is. I think. I think so too. At least it creates a dialogue, you know, or like some sort of community. Yeah, the they, people that don't they, like they it strongly don't like it. At least they had got a reaction out of them. That's one way to put it. And it exposes them to something yeah. they probably would never expose themselves to on their own. I don't yeah. know, good or bad. <laughs> I think in the old days, art was more like shit hoarding. Right? Mm-hmm. You put in your little private thing at home. Mm-hmm. There's probably still a lot of that of rich people. Mm-hmm. Or then you used it to uh, kind of uh, put a spin on your own image. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You made a lot of money, maybe not in such a nice way. Now you can be a philanthropist. Yes, like mm. give back to the community. So it's, yeah, right. So public art is kind of wielded. Yeah. It's, it's interesting, too, because it comes from the, like, if you look back at public art, it starts with, like, memorials. Yeah. You know, which are really, you know, sort of. And churches. A, yeah. Religion, exactly. And government buildings. A lot of that. And so the ties there are really sort of strong and already controversial. Yeah. But and fascinating. Not, and maybe a lot of pressure on mm-hmm. the artist to conform. Or not, or just to, like, fight for their vision. Yeah, I know with the Vietnam memorial. Um, yeah, Maya lady, Lin. Yeah. Yes, that was She extreme. had to fight. Extremely. And she was so young when she did it. She was in just finished undergrad. And um, that's a fascinating story, Maya Lin, with that one. But yeah, it's the she's most. She's still making work. Yeah, right? she's like sort of architect slash artist. But she, I mean, that's the most visited memorial in the mall. Yeah, so. And it's it got to be. It's, it was worth her fight. Absolutely. It's got to be the most sort of minimal, unbronzed thing right. that's there, you know? But it's so effective in, like, memorializing the loss of those lives. Like,. Yeah, that was a maybe because the subject itself is so heavy and dividing. Yeah. That of course anything trying to deal with it on an artistic way was going to bring some of that. Mm-hmm. Um, Those feelings up exactly. That yeah, was a tough right. one. Had to be a really. Here, let's just listen to some music.
Okay, <laughs> we just heard a jam live 
It was a live jam, and uh, that's all I know the name of the song. And, and Shioju? Shioju? Yeah. Almost like Soju. You know what Soju is? Yeah. It's like the what kind of. Exactly. 226. And then Paris is America by Man Flu. That's my buddy Willie, who lives in England now and is playing again after a long time. Not I used to conk on his, his pad regularly New York City. Speaking of which, uh, Friday I leave out to conk at more pads. Yeah. <laughs> we had a cracking third opera tour with Miss Man, Tom Watson and Raul Morales. And we started uh, with W by Jean Jutu. And that's W, like, letter of my name. Well, Brother Matt, you were talking about um, public art at Burning Man. Yeah, yeah, we were having a little art chat, and, and we were talking about Tom. Um, and, right, Tom and Joe, Watson. Yeah, and Joe Biza. Besides guitar playing. And Joe By the way, Joe Biza just had the surgery. In fact, he thinks it came from packing that art stuff. Oh, yeah. But mm-hmm. also the guitar, carpal tunnel, oh, carpal tunnel and, uh, terrible. He couldn't even hold a piece of paper, and oh, the surgery man. is successful, so he's oh, healing back. Heal up quick. And we're going to work on a fourth uh, unknown instructor cool. when he gets better, and I get back. So, cool. so we we're talking about how how one of their jobs is is assembling and and packing art after the exhibit, right? Mm-hmm. And and so I was talking about the public art at at Burning Man, and and what a job that is to assemble it. Most of it's partially created wherever yeah. it's coming from. Yeah. There are shops and studios, and then it's hauled out there in moving vans or whatever, and then assembled. And then if it's not burned down, then it has to be taken away, yeah. and, and taken away and then reassembled someplace else. And what an uh, incredible job that is to put everything back in proper order so that somebody else can put it back together. Yeah. Stace, what do you think about the presentation of the art? You know, the way the gallery is yeah. set up, the, or the exhibit, like in a museum, or, you, th- you know, it, it puts it in a context, which painting's going to be sitting next to which paint. Yeah. Uh, is art, are the artists themselves in charge of that, or is that the gallery people? Um, you know, usually it's very much a collective effort. I mean, it's the... Like Raven bottom, sometimes has yeah. a couple hundred pieces. Yeah, like bottom line is it's the artist show. And if they have a vision of how they want it to be seen, we would do our best to make that happen. Um, but, you know, we're there, too, for input. And, you know, on the museum side, too, if a curator curates, like, a group show of maybe, like, you know, a number of artists, they may have a vision yeah. of, like, a new way for, you know, if a, you know, a Piet Mondrian is near, a Yayoi Kasuma or one of these artists, just to get new ideas, you know, so people to see art, that they may have seen context. before. Yeah, it makes it in a different context yeah. or things like that. Sort of sometimes old, new. It just depends. So, Or maybe the subject. Maybe this yeah. uh, piece has a thing that relates to another piece or a contrast. I could see it being very critical. Yeah, it's, there's a lot that goes in. I mean, sometimes the best ones look effortless, I think. Yeah, yeah, right. The best like ones. natural. Just like it was supposed to be mm-hmm. like that. It's the ones when you walk in and you're just not, you don't quite get it or you don't quite see the vision where you know it wasn't quite as successful that's kind of an art in itself it absolutely is it's like absolutely hanging Uh, show sometimes maybe you get too much stuff and it's got to be some kind of editing some stuff don't get shown sometimes i mean it goes both ways i mean sometimes it's nice to have the ability to edit is sometimes a luxury 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Raymond tells me there's kind of a problem with galleries because it separates. We were talking about public art, mm-hmm. which is put to be shared with people. And he says sometimes it's the same people who go to the galleries and it's not inclusive enough, he's telling me. Uh, so you got people like Shepard. Yeah, who's doing... Who, like, foists. Yeah. Gets arrested by the police. You know, the... Uh, Obey. Obama and Hope. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But before that, with before uh, that, Andre Obey. the Giant. Yeah, Andre Obey. the Giant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd go on, like, tours uh, mm-hmm. with the wheat paste. Robbie Con- uh, Cano yeah. did this, too. Mm-hmm. Where they put up... The- yeah, <laughs> they make, slap him up They make over. the towns, yeah. the gallery, mm-hmm. and put it right there. Mm-hmm. And Shepard's fighting some copyright issues and, and yeah. also some uh, vandalism issues. Yeah, it's all over. In Boston. Mm-hmm. He was telling me... Uh, came to that gig at the yeah what what is going on with the bergamot uh, station because that's in, in danger i heard it i've heard things too but nothing like uh, very sort of under the radar i don't know this is a collection of galleries yeah, in santa monica that's at a like a former train station exactly exactly but the city wants to make it into some sort of resource plant i'm not even a hundred percent sure um but I've just sort of heard preliminary things, but I haven't heard too much else, so it's hard to know. You know, I mean, think City Hall. Robert Berman? Robert Berman is there. Patrick Painter is there. Um, track 16. Uh, track 16, which is uh, Patchell? Mr. Patchell? Patchett, Tom Patchett. Patchett. Tom Patchett, tall yes. man. <laughs> I met him. I had Chow. He took Raymond for a Chow, and I was there, and he likes the. The sunrise pictures. Oh, bitch. Oh, cool. Yeah. Should but be a I've, coffee table book there. <laughs> yeah, well, he wanted to put them up like a, a gig, a show. So, but I don't have the nerve. Oh. So <laughs> I, uh, it's really embarrassed. You know, I, I, I like taking those pictures and I flow them out to my list and I didn't know really people would like them like that. But yeah, it's an awesome collection that that does a slice of life that nobody really gets to peek at unless they get to to ride on your kayak with you. Yeah. <laughs> Brother Matt was paddling this morning. Oh, cool! It's hard paddling when there's big wind. Yeah, it's really windy today. He kind of got in before the wind, and uh, he was saying uh, they're blowing west, which means Santa Monica, uh, Santa Ana. Uh, yeah, which are kind of dangerous because they blow on from the from desert. Because yeah. the, the general tra- tra- trend is for the winds to blow east, mm-hmm. easterlies. I, I know that cool too wind. when I'm on the bicycle. <laughs> yeah, wind is trippy on a bicycle. It's, when it's with you, you can't even hear it if it's to your back. Right. But when you're going against it, well, it's it. really loud and very uh, strenuous. <laughs> you can like all your weight on a pedal and. It's almost like you're standing still. Whoa, someone's Jeez. at the hatch. Welcome. Hey, how are you? Is it Bob? Hey, Bob. Hey, howdy. How's it going? Good. And, uh... Hey, this is... You're going to enjoy that. We're on air now. Uh, we're talking about art. Art. Art cloaky or... Uh... Yeah. Art pepper. <laughs> art pepper actually was from Pedro. Did you know that? No. Yeah. Everybody else. You know who I found out was from here too that I didn't know was Robert Town. Uh, really? The cat who wrote Chinatown. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Two Jakes. 
Yeah, because there's a reference to Peter, I think, in the movie. Yeah. Well, he grew yeah. up in, cool. in that not, trip. They're not going to do the third one because the second one bombed, but the third one was my neighborhood. It was about smog. They, uh, not going to happen, so. We'll have to get Raymond to buy the rights, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Raymond's in New York City. Yeah. Yeah, it's a new Fast and Furious with Pedro Flick, too. Really? Is that right? Yeah, they're filming that here. Wow. Cool. I didn't know that. All the usual suspects? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was weird. They all yeah, came it's back. Yeah, classic right? Pedro Flick. It was Pedro. And I think opening scene of uh, To Live and Die in L.A., not yeah, opening, but near the beginning, there's Vincent Thomas being yeah, a bungee yeah, cut. big chase scene. But a bungee cord jump, mm. he does. I think Friedkin made that movie. Yeah. I don't know if he knew how to end it. Probably had <laughs> shot 500 different ends. <laughs> well, we got Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the original in Sierra Madre. Is that right? Yeah. Was Tre- a Treasure of Sierra Madre filmed there? No. Okay. No. They had their chance. They should have. Nobody tells Fred C. Dobbs what to do. Right. Walter Houston, John Houston both got Oscars. Father-son mm-hmm. team. And Bogey gets killed. Bogey was a bogarter. Um, literally, my godmother, who now has got a perfect record on uh, birthday cards, she grew up <laughs> next door to Bogey down Ludo Isle, and uh, he'd send the butler over to bum a bottle of uh, bourbon. And they thought, oh, cool, Bogey. But about 17 bottles later, <laughs> over the years, they're like hiding. You know, there's Bogey. Can't you just Bogey, see <laughs> Bogarting, yeah. Never returned a single ball. You know where the Bogart thing came from? Because he would do these spiels, you know, soliloquies, monologues, whatever, and you could see the ash on the cigarette get longer and longer. Good old days. Uh, so, what do you, what's your uh, thoughts on this? Maybe the gallery's too exclusive. Oh. Um... I guess I I understand, you know, it can be a little intimidating, but you know, in the end it's just about it's a public space just like anything else. And but I do think, you do get the same people coming? Um, you know, inevitably there is like the right reg- like regular people regular people who come like a regulars almost. But I feel like we get a good you know, each show sort of brings a different group more or less. I feel like I've seen lots and lots of faces come through the gallery. Some and I still see people for the first time come in. And I think, you know, there's a lot more people are a lot more interested in I feel like art these days and going to galleries. So it's sort of nice. That's a good point. It's more of a happening. The yeah. first time I saw one of Raymond's things was uh the old Desmond's department store up on uh Wilshire. Wow. Or maybe it was one of Hollywood actually. Ace but gallery? It, I, yeah, and John Pochna oh. uh, was in there. Pochna, yeah. Pochna. He's it's the at the end of the thing, up. and he's five yeah, he's bud talls into a sixer. And he's all, we're, okay, they're down to $50 now, you know. He's not even supposed to be showing this. This, this is, like is the guy you know. who had the Zero One Gala yeah. Oh, yeah. in Hollywood old days. <laughs> and Ace was a little after. I think he's got something downtown now. Oh, yeah? Yeah, to kill, mm. to kill you. This was like the fun. Is I kind of liked it. It was, it was kind of funny. I never went to the Zero. Uh, what was that like? My, was <laughs> that was David kind of Lee a Roth social thing. <laughs> oh, that's right. You don't do I that. I think he was one of the backers. 
David? Something. Diamond Day. Really? Yeah. I didn't exactly know how that worked. But that was like a mixture of rock and roll people. And it's kind of hangout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, was that one that kind of got clicky? Like you had a... It wasn't like a velvet rope, but I mean, it was... Oh, you know humans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> capable of this. Like it all de-evolves at some point. I mean, uh, I, I guess all artists are different, but a lot of them, they want to reach people. Right? Yeah. But at the same time, an artist thing is about the private vision. It is an intimate practice, too, for some, for most, I think. Because you're really... They want to have impact. Yeah. Yeah. It's a trippy, it's a dangle and duality. It is. Dichotomy. That's weird how it's, uh, you know, gotten, yeah, it's a big, big game now, but like, even baseball cards, you know, um, I mean, we would open them up and enjoy them, and, uh, but, uh, you know, the old days you'd see Raymond's, you know, they'd already have the pinholes all over them now, it's a little different, although, eh. Pinholes, what, being them flyers? Stuck up. Yeah. 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 So, what do you mean? Like, uh, the value changes? Well, I don't know. I mean, I just remember it was kind of fun not to think about that when I first bought three from him uh, for not much because, you know, I'd worked with him on a thing and I I went home and pinned him up just because it was something I could relate to, you know. Uh, But then again... I think it's it's nice. Um, I remember when I first thought about maybe I should put these in frames because the sun is kind of making them yellow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or I didn't I didn't use tape. I didn't even use pins. Oh, I used <laughs> pins. But they they usually had some of them had been up already. But you know he wasn't using color, and it kind of actually. The baseball ones, you know, were almost better with a little bit of a tobacco juice stain on it or something. Or kind of Character. fit in with the thing. But <laughs> Patina. <laughs> but now with the colors and everything, um, I wouldn't want them fading either. No. What about, uh, would you call something like eBay a gallery? Does a lot of art move on eBay? I mean, I've seen things on eBay. Like speaking of Raymond stuff. Raymond yeah. stuff, that's like a pawn shop for the... Uh, yeah, the it's old hard. punk crowd. But hard times, you know. Uh, fakes. Exactly. Yeah. That's the hard thing about eBay. You don't always know what you're and getting. Someone with a gallery, they can kind of vouch. Exactly. You can see the work in person. You can but have I've a real about, relationship. I've heard about museums and galleries having counterfeits. Sometimes mm-hmm. they know. Sometimes they, they don't, don't know. Yeah. It's terrible. It happens. What was it they had or here? Stolen the, work. It wasn't the Getty. It was. Uh, yeah, the I knew they bought that one piece from Italy. It was shaky, but uh, well, it was a real piece, but it was stolen. stolen. Piece. Yeah. yeah, it was hot. But there's a big thing, uh, issue too with maybe cultural things mm-hmm. or religious things. Mm-hmm. Maybe they shouldn't be, be removed. removed. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Maybe they belong to those people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the thing they dug up from you know 250 BC at the old Palisades, Gideon. They had a lot of that. Yeah, I, in some ways, I can see that. But, uh, yeah, stuff pilfered in wars. Yeah. Right, right, that. Nazis. Yeah. Soviet. Uh, Barbarians tearing who's, apart. Who, who's <laughs> the cat? Uh, Goering, the, the airplane guy. He was the big shit hoarder. When they'd come into a land and take it, they'd keep take going right for all the good art. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Intense. I think there's probably a long history of that. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, if you look at, like, 
the city of Venice, like almost yeah. all their artists stolen. Yeah, you're gonna go conquer right. some places, like because they were cool their height right. so yeah. rich. That's why they write very those suspense songs. They write those suspense novels. Uh, exactly. Yeah. In the, it is in the, the Navy. coming mm-hmm. out of the Middle Ages, Renaissance. They had the biggest name. Navy. People don't realize that, but Venice was big wheel. Huge. Oh, yeah. And then they started, totally you know, the patron stuff. Yeah. Uh, in the old days, I guess that's how you had to do art. You had to find, like, a sugar daddy. Yeah, like mm-hmm. a church. Wagner yeah, with, someone uh, to King commission Ludwig things. And, you know, you had to. Um, so nowadays, by having galleries, by having eBay or something, artists can support themselves and actually do what they want. And more have less. more autonomy, yeah. Because if you're doing a work for the whoever, (laughs) they're going to approve or disapprove. You have to sneak in things. I think even with the... What's his name? His stuff's up there with Raymond. Rivera, huh? Some mural? Got painted over? Oh, Diego Rivera. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it was commissioned by Rockefeller. Rockefeller. Mm -hmm. Didn't like this? No. Oh, you got Karl Marx's face on there. Yeah, exactly. He's going. (laughs) so in a way it being in a private hand and and somebody who can vouch for I could see it being a better thing but you know the delivery system I mean the exposure now you could scan your stuff and the whole world can see it Um, maybe it's good that Van Gogh's brother Theo was more kindly as a brother and not really pushing hard because Otherwise, maybe Vinny would have been checked out at 27 like all our rock and rollers, you know. He might not have made it um, the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. You know, he put out a lot of stuff. And uh, if I think he would have freaked out the way someone like Cobain or something. If he had been, become famous, I mean, yeah. kind of like Ian Curtis with the epilepsy like, and all that, you know, the attention. Um, he kind of did flip out, though. He did. Well, he, he did. In the sanitarium. Well, it would have been a lot I'll tell you of- something I heard. Just recently, I didn't know about you know Starry Night. Yeah. He was he. There's letters to Theo, his brother and his sister, about him being inspired. The only time he's inspired by a poem, and it was sung for myself by Walt Whitman. That painting's inspired by Walt Whitman. Cool. Yeah, trip. That's cool. That's a good story. When you come back, I'm going to show you that little tiny leaves of grass we have from the 1800s at down at the beach house. Oh, yeah. Here, let's hear some music.
Live from Pedro Show. Uh, remember uh, last week we had uh, that lady from Germany? Well, she lives yeah. in England. Mm-hmm. The band Now? Yeah. Angela Last, that was her name. And uh, they did a song, they sent me this record as a benefits CD. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> hey, Peak. Hi. Yeah, we're on the air. <laughs> okay, so why don't you get down here and just um, let me ca- carry on with the show. Fine, bye. Okay. <laughs> okay, I think she brings some couch surfing. Peaks connected with the couchsurfing.com. Oh, cool. It's like the old ways that. of touring. Yeah, people it's travel kind of around conking on couches. Anyway, this benefit uh, CD came out. God, I can't remember the cause, but they all do the same song, and the song is called Two of the Beatles Have Died. I think a little kid wrote it. And so that's now the band she's in uh, covered that their version of it. And then something from her. She has her own band. I found it. It's called Notebook of a Mermaid, and that was Below the Ice. And we started with, yeah, my friend up in San Francisco, Grux, sent me this soundtrack. Do you remember Attack of the Mushroom People yeah. in the 60s? Well, he sent me Murai and Akiko, this song. Have <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen that movie? That movie, that movie is intense. Now, they, they colorize the it. The, real, the good one yeah. is black and white. It was a weird movie. It was made in the 60s. A horror movie, you know. Who was the guy? Seymour? We had a host guy be on oh, the TV. Oh, yeah, the guy on... Remember? Yeah. yeah. And then later on, there was a lady named uh, Elvira. And Elvira was before that. Well, Elvira kind of ripped off the Elvira. Yeah, but yeah. Seymour was great. He was an oh, original. Yeah. He ended up in a movie with Rosie Greer called Two Headed, Incredible Two Headed Transplant. Oh, got that's the one with Ray Milland. Ray Milland's in it too. And the, the, Ray Milland's sharing the body with uh, Rosie Greer. And there's this little what? sexual reference. He's like. You know, the big black man and the old black guy. And it's kind of like, hey, not my fault, man. <laughs> Ray Miland, uh Lost Weekend, yeah. right? Yeah. Great movie. <laughs> okay, that's the end of the first hour. What from Pedro's show, April 12, 2009. Hold tight for hour two. April 12, 2009. It's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro show.
miras enfermera Hay amor verdadero Entre los camareros Y la camarera Hay amor verdadero Entre los doctores Y la doctora
From Pedro Show, we uh, started the second hour off with uh, More Verdadero by Parito Band. Now, this is a band in, uh, is it Argentina or Peru or Chile? I'm sorry, I can't remember, but South America. And it's a band, uh, a comp- would you call them inmates? Oh. They're in an insane asylum. Oh, right, Whoa. right. And it's birdies. Right. Yeah. So they've got like a radio station. I think they got a little band room, and they made recordings. I did down down at the 
at the HVH Harbor View House. Yeah, they had a thing like that going. That's right. In yeah. fact, Rich Costigan asked me to do some yeah, jams. I got there. to go in there once. It was nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Suddenly last summer. Did you see that movie? No. With Liz Taylor speaking about, you know, they're on an island and uh, Liz, she sees uh, her brother get uh, torn to pieces by the uh, villagers. Um, there's a spiel on that on the 12 stations of the cross, Johnny Thunders, because the woman tells oh, him really? funny because he's, That's he a goes, funny he's a homosexual and Liz, they have her way with him and Liz uh, is doing a, in a loon. Lunatic Asylum, and the mother is Catherine Hepburn. <laughs> kind of like in that Long Day's Journey in the Night type of role, kind of creepy mom. Okay. Then we heard uh, Fasil de Maes by Star 61, another band. I can't remember the country. That's so disgusting. South America, I know. Uh, and then... Uh, same Orleans by Same Things. Now, Same Things has got Sam Duke who I'm doing that Cuz project. He lives in Brighton. Remember when I recorded that? Yeah, music yeah. Drums with him? Mm-hmm. Well, now we're putting together the music. And he's got a band with this cat named Shige. This cat makes music with Game Boy. Wow. <laughs> Some way of getting into the little music part and, and can actuate it. <laughs> and Sam wanted horns on this. And Vince Maroney, who played in the player, pair yeah. of pliers with me, crew of Flying Saucer, I asked him to do it. First time Vince did stuff, you know, like this, where you don't have to be in the same studio nowadays. They send you the file and you just play along mm-hmm. with it. So Vince got all happy. Now he's got Pro Tools. Uh, that's and cool. He started, yeah. And then a, a buddy of Sam's named Daniel's got a band called Smokey Emery, and we heard uh, Heart in the Head. Um, heart in the head or heart in the head? A heart in the head. I N T. Oh yeah. You know, like maybe where you piss. Sounds like one of your terms. Yeah, hard in the head. Bob. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe he's talking about the uh, kibasa. I just like the idea that it makes you think. Yeah. Well, heart too doesn't mean corazon. It could mean uh, the the center, of the, right? At the yeah. core. The core. Uh, Stace, what do you think is problem right now with art? Oh my God! Really? I don't know to start with that. No, it's just a <laughs> question. Um, Is there no problems? Oh, I mean, nothing's perfect. Um, of course there are problems. I don't know. It's a tough one. I think, you know, there's there's always a problem of, you know, the right artist and the right exposure. I mean, it's such who a, gets in, it's who a gets de- out. It's such a delicate balance. Do you know what I mean? And well, Bob was saying, like, if Vincent had too much attention, he might have not done the same kind of art. It's hard. I mean, there's a lot you could, it's like, it's true. So it the could be opposite. Because he had a lot of woodshed. Exactly. Yeah, that's marketing. They did like, though, the way he's cranking them out the last couple of years. It's kind of like. I get, yeah. yeah. I guess that Joe really, like, I wish there was more sort of public funding and support for art. I wish it wasn't so private. I mean, it's good that it, it's, it's again, a catch 22. It's good mm-hmm. that it is because I think you get the right focus but it would be great if our you know 
our society was more interested and involved in the arts because I feel like it's such a small percentage. Yeah, I was going to ask you, what about with the code of, with kids in uh, school? Yeah, it's like Do the first thing you think there's enough teaching? They, don't, they no. really cut back. That's they how always, I started drawing, a, just to get the kids. It's like to art and music. It's the first thing to get cut. Science experiments, you know. Yeah. So that's a definite problem. That's a, that's a major problem. Do you, do you think people have to kind of be maybe educated in appreciation? Absolutely, just like anything else, you know, because it's, I think, you know, art is such a subjective, you know, medium or, or item that you do have to be sort of, tra- I mean, everyone is going to have a gut reaction, whether or not they know why. So I think it, education would just help you understand, like, it's okay not to like something and why, but, you know, instead of just assuming it's bad. What about the, the other side of it? Do you think institutions like schools, do you think they produce artists, art makers? That's tough. Like, like art school, you mean like grad? It's hard. You know, I think it's... Is there a group thing? There's like, there's meant to... Do they know, make more... T- the argument is usually they make more teachers. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's... I mean, I think being an artist is the hardest job there is. I mean, you, you put yourself out there on so many levels... And success is so hard, you know. It's a, it's an extremely difficult difficult career. I mean, on all levels, intellectual, That's emotional. Raymond, you know. Yeah, it's like you. I mean, you're putting yourself out there, like your your thoughts, to your be soul, judged. your heart. To to yeah, basically by people who don't always know what they're looking at, and um and the lucky ones that do. Do you think everybody's judged fair? I mean, if someone has acquired a name, a reputation, is this stuff treated different than someone coming from boonies? Could be. Can you do no wrong? Yeah, Yeah. that's (laughs) right. Did you see the article? The Times had a big thing um, with quite a range of opinions on whether there should be funding for the arts, and some some pretty um, out-there artists are saying it would homogenize things because, you know, you've got someone now bankrolling and they're going to say, like, just like the record company, you can't put that on there because this is going to fend some, you know, yeah, that it, it might stifle creativity. There were really good arguments on both sides, I mean. It's a fine line, for but sure. schools really need it. I mean, these kids can't think um, in creative pro- problem solving because they're not doing science experiments. They're not trying to make something on their own. Um, and I think um, that... We I should. think you're right. No, what, what, do you, what do you think about artistic movements? A movement? It's hard to define. Like, what are we in one. right now? It, it, was, was the last one postmodern? You could say that, yeah. I mean, it's hard to say when you're in. I mean, I think there's a lot of movements going on. I think, like, Shepard Ferry and those guys are in one, and Banksy are this sort of street, like, out there in your face um, is one movement. I think, you know, obviously, like, what. Raymond and sort of like these other artists that came, you know, to, you know, have been working the last 30 years or sort of another. It's really, it's difficult right now. I think there's a lot going on and be, and that has a lot to do with sort of the globalization of not just art, but things in general. When you, with so much access on the internet, you know, it's not hard to see work of an artist in another country, you know, things. Or school, a movement. Yeah. It's, so it becomes, and and also to, for those artists to interact on other levels, so I think That's things good, get good really, really, you know, but integrated. Is the exposure wide, you know, we thought when we got five hundred channels of 
television that we'd have all it'd be like PBS meets indie <laughs> and instead we've got just 500 more um, infomercials Same. you know where that's, <laughs> it's still not that wide range I mean Raymond um, I wonder if it would be harder now in the sense that I met Raymond in what 1986 and he already said it's a long apprenticeship he'd been drawing for 14 years and I mean working every day and mm-hmm. self-taught and all that is it harder for someone like that to mm, get recognized or you know bottom line it's that there's no one path you know everyone's going to come sort of to I believe you know what they're meant to do or you know through their own organic way and for Raymond, you know, he was, he started out very underground and with the music scene. Album a, covers. Album, exactly. And really Flyers. sort of, you know, made that bridge into, you know, the the contemporary art world. I mean, other there are other artists, like younger artists, a lot of younger artists now that come straight out of grad school and, you know, are very well educated and sort of jump right into it. It was sort of the opposite. You yeah, know, Raymond got a degree in economics. Raymond said, yeah. So, yeah, how many are really bright, um, you know, I mean, taking the bus to UCLA and being getting that degree in economics and by about the age of 19, you know, because he'd skipped a grade or two, I mean. Um, yeah. I don't know, that's that's an element. You know do you need did, to be schooled in art, in other words? He did uh, a, do some comics in the school paper He at did UCLA. the UCLA Bruin. He did the political, political cartoons. Yeah. Which are really, really funny and fierce. Yeah, he doesn't really... I haven't seen too many. I mean, he's never denied it, but he don't really promote that. <laughs> I know. It's, it's tough, Find though. Him. But, um, but Raymond, um, you know, it's just fun to see the evolution. I like the idea you know. that he's known in his life. He didn't yeah. have to be gone yeah. and posthumous. Mm-hmm. Usually, that, yeah, it, it seems like... It seems... Now. Get this exposure. You got to be kind of like a hustler. But Raymond just had the self-promoter. You know, we were talking about Whitman, but Raymond doesn't really. Raymond's like Lennon, John Lennon, in the sense that John Lennon was convinced um, they were going to be number one. And um, Raymond, um, I remember when we went to get the camera to do that Mm -hmm. Morrison film. uh, We couldn't get anyone to play Jimbo, and so we buy this camera over at Best Buy. And he asked the salesman if he wants to play Jim. And Raymond goes, well, it's not exactly a Disney budget, but I can promise you this, people will be watching it 50 years from now. And he had a real good sense that this stuff, he was going to be successful without being calculating about it, which I think is kind of interesting. You know, by staying true to himself, you know. That's what I think what it's about, being true to yourself. Yeah, I always thought that he just had to do it. <laughs> he's, yeah. just, he's got incredible drive. To produce work. Yeah, it's fun watching it. Work on so many things. Yeah, let's play some music.
slow Out on a Friday night with you We met a bar and you had no clue Who I was or what my story may be Didn't really care
lost to Switzerland where all the yodelers be. We try to learn to yodel with a yodel I climbed a big high mountain on a clear and sunny day. Fell in love with the yodeling gal and could not get away. Oh, she taught me to yodel. She taught me to yodel. How to yodel just like me It's easy while you're singing to go yodel lady First you take a deep breath and then exhale one, two, three Then you'll hear the yodeling if you listen close to me This is how to yodel This is how to yodel Pedro Show. Sorry, Bob. Bob had something very interesting to say, but I cut him off. <laughs> uh, that was uh, Kenny Roberts with She Taught Me How to Yodel. And then we had Masterpiece, that's with two S's, by the Ass Clown. What's with that? <laughs> and then Lonesome Dronesome by a Thrifty Astronaut. That's an interesting name. And dissatisfied by the scuzzies. Isn't that a cosmonaut, a thrifty? It's time for Brother Matt and the Spin Cycle. Cool. Promenade dans les bois, elle rencontra une grosse méchante boucle. Mais la boucle qui n'était pas son appétit décida d'accompagner la base dans sa promenade. 
les doigts, nos deux amis croisèrent le chemin d'un clavinet. Il était enjoué et extrêmement funky.
Thank you very much, brother man. Cool. <laughs> For your installment. Easter chill mode. Yeah, Easter chill mode. That was the modus. <laughs> yeah, that was the modus. Operende. Yeah, with a little tranquilizer <laughs> touch. Spinach. Yeah, a little psychedelic tranquilizer on the backside. Yeah, and now as you were uh, doing that, we were joined by some more guests. Yeah, full house. Welcome. Yeah, welcome. Uh, Peak. Hi. You brought some uh, couch surfing component. Hey there. Associate. <laughs> this is Ben. I get a lengthy introduction everywhere I go. <laughs> yeah. He's a hacker. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and then she tells everyone my secrets. It's awful. <laughs> so, uh, Couchsurfing.com brought you here. That's right. Yeah. Oh. You, guys, you guys know about Couchsurfing.com. She's That's had several cool. crews here. Got it. Cool. Cat from Italy, Cat from England, Cat from Maine, Denmark, Denmark, uh, Detroit, Chicago. Yeah, via oh, Chicago, right? right originally yes. Detroit. True. And, uh,. <laughs> Yeah. Wow, look, I need to close that the hatch. That whooping up on them. Yeah. yeah. But uh, we'll talk to you soon. Uh, we got sure. to go I'll to be here. next hour. It's the second hour of the uh, April 12, 2009 Watt for Pedro show. Hold tight for hour three. August 12, 2009. It's the third hour of the Watt from Pedro show. Pretty Andy and Billy would have 
laughed in your face.
ton of dirty old newspapers that he drags around in a duffel bag behind him, giving his rap to anyone and to no one in particular. And everybody's got a dog. And everybody's got a dog. from Pedro Show. We started the third hour off with uh, Can't Wash Your Hands Enough in New York City by John DeFries. Now, John DeFries, I know him from a band called Agitpop. We do a song called Big Bang Theory. John wrote that and uh, adapted it to our world. And Agitpop has gotten back together. Phone, phone. And uh, from their new album, we have uh, Everything's Not Alright. And then we have Village of Idiots by Jute Blue. Jute Blue's some cats I met after a gig. What's uh, Long Beach? Prospector? Oh, yeah. And these cats, they move from South Dakota to uh, SoCal to, yeah, find uh, fame. I wish them luck. And then a band called Appomattox with Either Way. And then Everybody's Got a Dog by Infrared Radiation Orchestra. This guy, he told me some story about Ronnie, but I can't remember. <laughs> I feel terrible about it. I should ask him about that. He wants to jam with me. Um, yeah, I'm going to be thinking about him a lot this tour. But... Uh, Where's Peek? She be out? Oh, there. <laughs> <laughs> Introduce uh, your guest. Not with Tiny Voice, so. <laughs> well, I think Ben can introduce himself. No, she's, okay, can you explain? She's very, uh, she's 
we've done a lot of introductions lately, and uh, we've been trying to work on how we, we're actually practicing uh, both real and fake introductions for this show, and I don't think we ever decided on uh, which one it was. Like, you Gotta know. get your elevator speech down. Exactly, right? Did we, yeah. <laughs> which strip club did we meet at? No, that wasn't it. No. Um, the all-nude one, she was working. No. Um, <laughs> there's a lot you don't know about her. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> she likes to be uh, mysterious. Uh, she was taking the money. That's how she was working. She was a cash register lady. <laughs> no, no. You uh, went online? You registered to, on Couchsurfer? I, mean, I want to get into your mission. My mission? I live here. I'm actually one of the locals. I've slept on a couch in every major U.S. city. Yeah. Uh, so often. your involvement, so you're actually not on a couch tour? Not right now, no. Um, so this is something Pete was telling us about the other week, about the community, mm-hmm. not actually the modus for the thing getting going, which was right. to uh, be a kind of way. To be able to travel, it's, yeah. It's now bridged into like social network. Exactly. Uh, for people who have the same sort of interest. Yeah, uh, right, right. She had a cat uh, she brought who fixed her car, Jared. Jared, yeah, I met him. He's, he's not out of town. He That's right, here. he lives here. So your last two couchsurfing.com people have, are not couchsurfing. I'm not very active right now. Yeah, kind of sad. Is this going to be franchise? <laughs> I'm almost getting to it's going to be... Now, you know about, you know about it's free. Million, they well, celebrated a million it's, it's uh, members. Kind of, you know, it's a great thing. Amazing. You know yeah. the ethics, and we've talked about on the show before, they go back to when I first started touring. This is what you did. I, I mean, I still, I call out from the stage at the end of the gig. It's got safe place for the boat and yep. room on the deck for conk. Well, interesting enough, I, uh, <laughs> hopping on your van for the next few cities, oh, yeah. I've called out for couch surfers to come to the show, and then they, was, they automatically ask, would the band need a place to sleep? <laughs> yeah, great. one big happy couch. So I'm mm-hmm. part of a culture that let... Something to this coach. I think it's great. Full circle now. You know, the more people out seeing people and meeting people, and likewise, the better. And having to do it uh, autonomous, not having to go through ridiculous things. Travelocity or some handlers. (laughs) Mike, are you guys playing? Here's with that, the SST bands, because I had never heard of that before. Um, You know. Conquered at people's houses? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, punk was little and most people hated it so you had to be uh, very <laughs> self-reliant and pull together with the people who did like it I'm actually a jazz musician <laughs> I mean what's with the stigma well maybe they were doing that too because that was a minority music sure some of those clubs those get, especially the hard boppers that was a tiny scene so I think there's parallels to our thing um, she had a couch surf tour plan to go to New Orleans that's right. She's but still not, doing it. She's ditching it. She's ditching it. Oh, it's she's getting in the boat with us and doing the first five gigs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, you know, get into that. Yeah. No, but I, no, it wasn't. It was she just she had this thing planned and then she saw the routing that we were doing. And uh, I in New Orleans, I'm actually going Baton Rouge, but that's close enough. You guys aren't actually sleeping miles. in the van, are you? Uh, no, we conquer people's houses. Okay, got it. So it's I it's did it 30 similar. years. I still do it. Do you have yeah. a similar okay. route you take on these 55 shows, 57 days or whatever? Well, this one's 32. It's kind of a smaller tour. It's 32 gigs, 35 days. Or 37 days. There's two driving days and three days to make the album in Brooklyn. What I usually do if it's spring, like this is, I go counterclockwise. So I get out of 
the south before it's too sweaty and wait for the north to thaw. They're still having big snows. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's crazy. You know, and then if it's fall, I do clockwise and I get out of the north before it gets cold and wait for the south to cool off. I mean, vaudeville people probably figured this shit out. Well, years ago, but the birds, <laughs> they fly north and then south and you're just you doing follow the good weather. You yeah, exactly. Weather. You don't know how cute weather is when you're torn. When you're in the boat, the boat is the center of the torn universe, man. And I have had to drive through snowstorms, through hurricanes, white knuckle motherfucking shit. When I go leave on a tour, I always promise myself one top priority, and that's I'm going to get my men back to their wives or girlfriend or mother, father. I really feel big responsibility to that. So the weather is real keen. And also us being here in Cali, we don't know. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes no. a little rain in February. <laughs> yeah. a little air. Sometimes it gets, yeah. It, it, the rest of the country isn't like SoCal, and so you have to be aware of this. And uh, if I do the whole country, it's about 14, 15, 16,000 miles. So I do all the driving. I get really sore hands from. Less younger hands. So uh, these are from the bass strings here. I'm sure the calluses in a different place. <laughs> yeah. and, the hands and then these the here on the palms are from <laughs> <Yeah>. the steering <laughs> wheel. That one looks like a rosy. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, big ones. But the vibrations on the wheel helps. Boom. And we're a small thing. I got Tom on guitar and Raul. We got no assistant hair tech. No stylus. <laughs> Except we're going to have some ballast. Some <laughs> peak ballast. No. Peak actually is way into pictures, so we'll have lots of grainy, blurry. <laughs> no, she's actually That's really my good. Thing. <laughs> so, uh, have you hosted your pad? Uh, my current pad, no. I've got some housemates who. Uh, I'm trying to convince them and work on them and you know look it's you know you've got these profiles like mm-hmm. these people are vouched for like 20 other people trust me they've been doing this for years you can trust them and it's just one of those things it's a culture that they're not into and they haven't they have long come have to terms I've been in it uh, officially about six months uh, but I've just been staying with friends old timer like, not really yeah I mean uh, <laughs> Yeah, After college, you know, everyone everyone kind of split up, went all over the country, sure, yeah. and so all of a sudden I had someone I could stay with in, in uh, any town. I stayed in New York City for a summer, uh, one couch per week for about three months. Uh, never repeated the same friend, never repeated the same couch, just because... Uh, yeah. And by the end of it, you know, I was meeting, I was staying on people's couches who I had met earlier in the summer just because... Uh, just didn't want to overstay my welcome, meet some new people, and they're like, that sounds great. You know, everyone complains about rent in New York City, so yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> found a way to cheat the system. It's literally a network thing. Yeah. Now, the yeah. people that want to be host, uh, how, how does that work? I mean, they just send you a little note that says, hey, I'm going to be in town. Uh, you guys have heard all this before. No, I mean, the people yeah. that want to host for the first time. I know that you screen the people, you have to get right. the recommendations to be. Welcome, but you say I'm gonna open up my house. You you take a picture of your couch, you know, like on Facebook, you put a picture of yourself or MySpace or whatever. You put a picture of yourself and couchsurfing. You take a picture of your couch, and you're like, this is you know, come stay here. This is what you're here to see. You know, I'm only secondary to uh, 
the couch. It's Driving pretty fun. Driveways of the rich are famous. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cool. Um, but he has uh, had a party. I had a party, party that I invited couch surfers to. We got some random couch surfers and then a lot of uh, L.A. couch surfers. Tell um, about where you live. I live in a cabin um, in the forest on a mountain in Topanga Canyon. Oh, wow. Uh, beautiful. Yeah, from Malibu. Got it. So you know what it's yeah. like. It's beautiful. Sure. It, it feels like Curvy you're not even... Roads. Yeah. 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 Like you're not even in a city anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bad for fires. You can't get the fire trucks up them. Yep. A lot of the music scene was there in the 60s, you mm-hmm. know, Spirit and um, Kaleidoscope, which was David Lindley had a band. Yeah. Topanga, I think the young. singer of uh, Can't Heat died. Yeah. The Topanga Corral, um, for the longest time, you could still see this place on one of those turns. Yeah. Just, just a little, looks like a kitchen post that they would have. Sometimes someone like Neil Young or Dylan would play there just because they lived a couple miles up the road, you know. But yeah, that was, you're talking about Bob Hyde? Yeah. Uh-huh. Owl voice. <laughs> is that like owl? <laughs> They're actually having a Topanga Days next weekend, which is like a festival yeah, where fun. they have a lot of music, they have a lot of shows. Uh, I don't know if you guys know so anyone playing up there. Yeah, Will Gear, Theatricum he Botanica. Lived next to me yeah. in college in this commune of yeah? old people. It was really kind of, wait, he's on the show. He was, the show was still on TV and he's out. Yeah, it was so trippy. Yeah, it's kind of cool guy. Sounds yeah, like well, a thanks. A piece. Part of the couch. Surfing.com. My pleasure. Situation, that's right. Stace? Yeah? What artists do you think are happening now? Your favorite, your opinion. Oh my gosh, that's another tough... You've got a lot of tough questions today. Um, I have many favorites. Um, Who would you like to uh, let Watt from Pedro show? (laughs) (laughs) Just be aware of. Yeah, how about an up-and-coming that's still obscure and no one really knows about? No one really knows about. Um... Well, there are a few. There's one, I mean, um, if I think locally, I know an artist named Emily Halpern, who I think is really great, and she does a lot of photography and a lot of ephemeral sort of um, works about not just longing and emotion, but tying together two really um, complex thoughts and bringing them together. Whether photography, she also works in sculpture and sort of all of our mixed media. That's one thing I've noticed a lot about this new and the younger generation is, you know, previously... I think that was at the end. Uh, yeah, no, uh, we had a power surge, so we're, we're back <laughs> on. And, Recreating uh, the past. Not to... Uh, keep anything from you people but we had a situation and we lost a couple minutes so Stacey's going to tell us about some other artists uh, that she's excited about once you know of well I think we were talking about before when it cut out just sort of younger like this next generation or the new generation of artists having not being tied to any one discipline and another artist who I think um, really uses that to his advantage is Paul Chan and he's a Chinese artist. He was born in China, but he's grew up in America. He lives and works in New York. And a lot of his work is extremely political, yeah. but um, very subtle. And he uses a lot of media to sort of bring that with, it, with language and also then portraying these in film, sculpture, drawings. One thing he did, I don't know if you know, they did this um, big biennial in New Orleans, like after the hurricane um, exactly and before that even he staged a um, a theater product a production not even a theater out in the in the seventh ward of waiting for Godot and it was extremely 
extremely powerful and wonderful. So he puts on plays too. Well, that was just like wow. exactly. So I mean, that just well, shows Raymond you. does movies and sings yeah, and dances. <laughs> so you can be very versatile. Like we just did the third session for Pumpkin Man. and Los Pumpkinheads. Oh yeah, how's that going? Yeah. Probably in the older days, you had to focus more because it just took more wherewithal. And I think and that you know. was also like how you were ed- how you were taught. Okay. You know, I think it was the culture. And also, there's no, there's a lot more technology now. You can right. be, right, right. you know, film. I mean, these things are more accessible. And I, I think with arts in general, it's supposed to reflect what um, the world is. Now. And the world mm-hmm. now is about you know cross cultural mixed and. It's a lot of this and that, so I think it's only natural that people are picking different things up and expressing it um, that way. It kind of flows. Is this a weird question, but is there some artists you ain't really digging now? Um... That's a tough one too. I mean, there's all yeah. Everyone's (laughs) got their opinions. I think there's a default. I read somewhere once uh, that you uh, can't like uh, everyone. Adolf Hitler was a failed painter. Yeah, he was a failed Mm -hmm. painter. How did did it not feel like somebody actually critics get together and say no? (laughs) Uh He wasn't allowed in the school. Yeah, he didn't get in. Yeah, so he's getting quit. The race he wanted to create was everything he wasn't. You know, he didn't look like any of those. Well, my point is, my my point is, maybe if an artist is rejected, he gets kind of intense (laughs) reaction. (laughs) Like, hey, I'll start a take over the world. Exactly. I think it's interesting too if you look ever see like Hitler's paintings. They're very like calculated. You know, oh. he was very, I mean... No he, people, right, Bill? There were little people, but they were like landscapes and very, like, the compositions were extremely balanced. And I think, you know, maybe that's why the school... What do you think about his stuff on sale? His oh. painting? Yeah. There's controversy. I this, think right? that's extremely controversial. I think it's really creepy and bizarre. And then you think, well, who's... What about John Wayne Gacy? That's even, that's creepy, too. Pogo the Clown? Yeah. I know a that's cat. That's really disturbing. I know a cat. Who sent him a picture in jail, and he sent him a painting. I do, too, when he was young. Do we know that this is the same person? Is it Ricky Vodka? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that painting. Wow. That's really disturbing. I'm like, what? Well, it looks like people got upset. Because Pogo's got the fangs, and yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So, so, okay, what about this idea of outsider art? Outsider? Maybe not mean uh, criminal Mm. people, but uh, uh, mentally disturbed. Yeah. There's some debate over this stuff too, right? Controversy. Definitely. I mean, or people like circus freaking these people out, or <laughs> that's one way to look at it. I don't know. You could. There's two sides to every coin. Could be an outlet for yeah, the people as someone, but as someone, you know, I played the Pavaritos, right? Mm-hmm. Those people in, institutionalized. That's the better word. Yeah. And they they're making a band. They're making songs. That's. I mean. I think that's cool. I think where it gets a little hairy if it's someone tries to, you know, exploit whatever their talents or whatever they're interested in. But, I mean, if it's an expression, why not? Because you were talking about grad school people. Yeah. So these are uh, formally trained. Yeah. Um, Most of them probably end up designing toothpaste tubes, right? (laughs) Because you were saying it's a hard field. It's tough. If they're lucky. If they're lucky. So, what's your idea about commercial art? Commercial. The commercial art of this moment, mm-hmm. the stuff, the artifacts we're looking at that we call beautiful, in its day, it might have been its merch art, right? Yeah, like you mean like design and like yeah, things so, like that? Yeah, like when we uh, find uh, archaeologists. Oh, yeah. Like, stuff. Well, mm-hmm. Clouds, just because it survived all this time. 
It's no, but it's not even in an artistic context. It's a total uh, utilitarian. It's got to do something. Exactly. But it becomes, because the context changes, it comes from the past. It comes from exotic. Now it is art. Mm -hmm. And so maybe the toothpaste tube of now becomes... I think, yeah, Warhol was saying something about that. With that the mass yeah, of the things. art, yeah. Well, you know, I think with the music, you see these cycles where... Um, I think part of the punk thing, and like you had these guys on here that were playing in a real band where they got tired of prog rock where they were doing a little bit too many things going on and strip it down to the real basics and get down to... That's why you had even things such as Einstein's New Button, the idea of using something real basic and um, pure again, and then it'll get all busy with... What what about, you know, Kafka with the two desks? You know about that? Yeah. He worked at an insurance place, but on the side he did his writing. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's, they have That's, to pay the bill. You have well, to you pay, pay the bill. Exactly. Didn't write really until 45, yeah, because mm-hmm. sometimes you have to get the experiences stored. Uh, or you have to run live, or family or something, so you have to do the art on the side. Yeah. Is, there, yeah. is there a thing, I don't know, you know, I don't know, I know Raymond very well, but I don't know a lot of the culture of artists, but is there a kind of a attitude? I know there is with music people sometimes who's doing a hobby and who's put oh, totally. 100%. Is there like this? I, yeah, absolutely. I who's mean, slumming as a corporate artist or a fa- you know, what, a merch and uh, not taking the chance of living on an edge mm-hmm. to pursue a vision. I think. Like somebody who Vincent was, who's a great hero. Exactly. I think that goes back to maybe that goes a lot back to like those galleries and artists you're talking about, maybe in Santa Fe, like who are really extremely commercial and can make a painting like to a color scheme to match a couch. And they're working know? off the same sunset. Whereas yeah. Raymond, Raymond has this thing. There's artists like Raymond that prefer not to be, they're not influenced by the outside world a whole lot. They're, they're, gonna, they're created because they're doing completely their own thing. They're not paying attention. Oh, so-and-so is doing that. And I'm going to mix this in. With what, uh, I mean, you know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with influence. I, I know. Too. I know. Oh, not at all. What's that? I said like, there's nothing wrong with influence. Of as course well. not. Yeah. Uh, it's a rare person who can can be do both. Completely uh, like uh, Raymond just come up with their own. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Raymond uses text. Yeah, but you gotta say maybe, that's an influence. Absolutely. Amazing artists don't share with you what their influences are. They just interpret it in their heads, and this is their, you know, output. You don't particularly. What about know. no output? I, I was. I know some career. Uh, Marcel Duchamp. He ends up playing yeah. chess. Right? He ends up. He is the work. He is the work. Yeah. He ends up the work. He transcends many movements, right? Dada, surreal. Starts movement. Starts right, and ends up playing chess. No more painting. No more sculpting. No more. Just done. A life. A lot of those. Uh, I'm, I'm reading these books of this guy Francis uh, Picabia. Picabia, oh yeah. He becomes the work himself. Yeah. Yeah. It becomes uh, very what close. would we call them? Uh, like a musician, a celebrity, or somebody. Uh, they'd have a TV uh, show, and you'd have the panelists. They're known from some movie or TV show they did many, many What's years. What's my line? Yeah, yeah, Paul Lynn or something. Yeah. <laughs> all they're known is for. Uh, they, I think there's this component to artists too. It can be. I mean, it. You know. It's not always the work. No, it's because the they are the work, they you know. They are, and and in the end, like and it is always that a comes from. Currency with the in the art world, the, the the persona. I don't know. I don't. I I think 
for me, I don't. It doesn't matter. You know. Well, for me, like I'm socially retarded. So, kiss the buzz going. I think that sometimes it can be a a, sh- a stick, you know, and yeah, a clutch, yeah. and that's not in the end what art is about. Like if you start with that, I think yeah. you know with Picabia or Duchamp or even like with musicians, like it be- can become that. It evolves naturally. Um, just people, because people are people. Yeah. What's interesting with Raymond Socially. is you can see Socially, how he yeah. weaves in. Raymond will throw in something. I'll be, we'll be watching wrestling, or he'll be reading the National Choir, and so he'll throw in so many different <laughs> yeah. uh, disparate influences that he comes up with his own. Uh, it evolves into a language, like you're saying, he's invented in a yeah. new language, a which new is world. really fun. Um, and I used to ask him, "Where'd you get that thing?" He had this one with a kid. You know, I slid every rubber ball the same. He goes, oh, well, you didn't hear about that kid that was caught doing this. And a lot of, you know, he's just incredibly um, wide in what he, um, you know, media and printed and Look, yeah. local you play TV. Play some and music and you can gush. <laughs> Oh, yeah. 
school. Watch for Pedro's show. Uh, our last music for this edition. Mountains, mountain Bar. Mountain School. Yeah, mountain, yeah. School. mountain School at the Mountain mm-hmm. Bar in Chinatown, I think on Gimling Way. Yeah, Sid and I walked in in the I'll, middle. And I'll tell you about that place. If you look across the street, if you're looking straight at the hatch and you look port and across the street, that's the Hong Kong Cafe, where I saw many gigs in the late 70s. Great gigs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good place. Mm-hmm. Little Yopar I lived uh, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> God, I can't remember. I would never do the shit I did when I was... That was... I mean, this is the late 70s, but... You know, I got... We're working all the time. Mm-hmm. Some of those times I'm doing three jobs and put myself through school. I would be so fucking tired. But I, I had the boat. So I got Deep Boone and Georgie or whoever with us, and they're all conked out, and I'm feeling tired. And I just pull the Volkswagen Beetle off on the side of the freeway and just conk. I would never do that. (laughs) You know, I'm talking like just south of that four-level thing. Right there. Now they they do a breathalyzer, and even if you have been sleeping, they don't care. Yeah, of course, of course. Was or it, somebody come and kill me or rob me or yeah. I don't know. Was it Hong Kong Cafe and Madame Wong's in Chinatown, right? Madame Wong's was more of the new wave stuff. I saw a gig there once. The Bags played there and, and what was her name? Esther? Esther, yeah. She shut the gig down. She goes, this is not music. Like, what the fuck? God, let us decide. I mean, we, you want <laughs> That was weird. But you know what? That was, in a way, it was kind of neat because it's, you know what? I You know, I have some kind of Standards. <laughs> anyway, uh, we just heard uh, Nile River Delta by Tall Trees in the Sun. I'm digging it because uh, it was all bass. <laughs> and uh, I Try to Be Polite from Val and the Bitches. That was said to me from uh, people in Sweden. They have a band. And Sperm Ridden Burden by Who Carries a Lantern. This is a, one of them Cookie Monster type of... Dance and the bass player says he likes my playing. It's trippy how 
they got to turn them up in the band. And then uh, a song from why I brought up the Mountain Bar and stuff, because we played there. Uh, myself, Takasan, Nels Klein, Devin Hoff, Flea, Money Mark, Money Mark Nishida, and Tom Watson. Tom Watson actually put it together. So we should call that, uh, we'll call that band Tom Watson and his clients. <laughs> and get along, we'll chug chug. Live at the Mountain Bar. It was, I guess we were actually supposed to do a talk, but you know we started playing and playing, and by the time you know after seventy minutes, like what are we gonna talk about? Talk with your instruments. I mean, that's a language. Yeah. Well, and we started off with Hong Kong by Schooner. Um. Ben. Yes, sir. Um, you guys all call him Sir, right? That's that's what Pig told me. Yes, sir. Sorry, sir. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> As you were, sir. Uh, you're you're on your know, holding pattern right now, but do you have couch surfing plan? Uh, sorta. I mean, trying to start my own business and uh, something I can run from just a laptop wherever. I mean, the kind of work I do, I can do uh, ideally. Just anywhere on a computer. Uh, I mean, so you're gonna take this computer with you and start surfing. Just traveling, yeah. yeah. Start in. Uh, the weird thing is, everyone, everyone I meet, they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna go to Malaysia. I'm gonna go to Siberia. I'm gonna go travel." I actually, I, I've been, you know, to Europe. I've been uh, around, but there's so much it, uh, right here that I feel like I just want to go drive uh, and find out what a different place is like. In the even, US. Uh, just You're the U.S. To yeah, Pedro. exactly. Although you should check out our town. <laughs> um, but I mean, you just have to drive here? across. Yeah, in L.A., you just have to cr- no, drive I mean across. San Pedro. First time in San Pedro. I'm new to L.A. as well. Um, L.A. County's got a lot of hidden treasures. That's just the thing. You found then when you were originally from. You mean you picked Topanga out of nowhere? I picked Topanga because I was first here uh, in this little crappy corporate apartment. I actually did host there because they gave me a spare bedroom. Um, but I was trying to get to the beach. I was like, okay, here's this windy little road that gets yeah, to the right. beach, and I fell in love with it. Like, well, I grew up originally from. Grew up in uh, Ithaca, New York. Yeah, wearing yeah, the shirt. Sure. Everyone on the radio shirt show uh, can see Cornell. this. Cornell, closer to exactly. Yeah. That's where I went to school. And I think what was his name? The billions of stars. Sagan. 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 Yeah, he Carl worked Sagan. there for a while. That's right. Big influence. That's actually where the Mars rovers are being controlled from right now. Even though it's you know joint with NASA. Anyways, yeah, very calm winners. Yeah, right. It's the middle of nowhere, like five feet of snow. In Schenectady for I lived there a little bit too. I lived there for uh, a couple years. They had a nuclear plant there. That's right. Was trained there. Yeah, General Electric. So you lived actually in in Niskuna, where the nuclear plant was. We were outside. We were in Boston Spa, a little village. Boston Spa. Okay, don't know. It was in only time I lived in the woods. Mm -hmm. Burn the trash. That's right. Wow. You can Fuck do that up there. In the woods. And the leaves, yeah. It smells great. Not the yeah. trash, the leaves. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought the pollution laws had changed by that. I mean, this is over yeah, four, I with a woman four to five years ago. Yeah, I worked with a woman that swam in some of those polluted lakes up in uh, yeah. the finger. Yeah, where GE was dumping a lot of... Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Uh, they're was judging Vonnegut it up there? now. Was, wasn't Kurt Vonnegut, Vonnegut in Ithaca? No, he grew up in this tiny town called Scipio, uh, wow, I can't believe you know this. I, I actually dated a girl for a number of years who uh, lived in Scipio. There's only about 500 people there. Uh, it's this tiny little town, but he's set one of his novels there. 
Uh, it's the Talk middle, about tiny middle towns of here nowhere. in Cali. You go mm-hmm. PCH, there's a town north. Um, uh, yeah. 18 people. 18 yeah. people. Wow. wow. In California. Got yeah, the, that's unbelievable. Half of them must be in the government. Well, yeah, one's the mayor, one's the police <laughs> chief, <laughs> one's like the. Little, yeah. Yeah. And you know right by to San Simeon. It's harmonious. Hearst Castle. Oh, yeah. And then at the oh, beach that. is the big uh, elephant seals. And I haven't you should seen take that. a trip there. Yeah. See, this is yeah, this is the thing. Be. I don't want to be a tourist. I want to experience a place for you know a month, a you know six months at a time, yeah. and really come to understand it. But you can you can do that in every community, you know, across. Of course. Yeah. And you know what? City. Things change too. So exactly. So you can't. It, it's like <laughs> I can tours. I've been touring for thirty years. Some of these towns, I've seen so many. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're, they did. They. If you got your eyes and ears and mind open, mm-hmm. there's difference. Nothing is static. So I can't ever finish so my journey, statement. essentially, yeah. is what you're saying. Right. I can, I can <laughs> start exploring and then just there. start all over again. And man, yeah, okay. That's actually <laughs> kind of... I've, I haven't lived more than 10 months in a spot since 2002 or so. I'm something of a nomad. Wow. So, that's what I noticed about yeah. young people when I started touring. Yeah. yeah. People, I'm going to live in Portland. I'm going to live in Chapel Hill. I'm that's gonna, right. I never had the nerve. No one's going to be like a man again, you know. I yeah. remember being, you know, my pop was a sailor, and the fucking dreaded thing was the orders. Huh? They'd come in the mail. You have 30 days to report at this. My mother would have to get us all out of school, pack up the shit. and Finally, we came to Peter. She said, fuck this. We got the orders again for Alameda. Mm-hmm. He, was, he did engine rooms, so they put him in the Enterprise. Not the Star Trek. <laughs> and then uh, my mother says, fuck this. It's over. <laughs> fuck the orders <laughs> but you know 30 now now these young they give themselves we orders. do it voluntarily yeah. Yeah. Like, I want to live here now I want to live there it's forced change it's good that's yep change is good well what I do I tour so I do see a lot but the bungee cord snaps yeah. me back to yeah. Pedro <laughs> that's a good way to do roofs. it though because then you have you get to see everything but you also have oh. a community and roots and yeah because I can't imagine myself not having a thermos bottle mm-hmm. stuff myself in yeah I don't have the nerve. And there's something about living all over. But you know what? Probably for a period of a, a life, it's probably a good thing. A life is made of different things. And maybe different a Roman chapters. period. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if you travel the U.S., you'll see a lot of different territory. Mm-hmm. Bayou, mountain, desert, seaside, forest. Yeah, and all those people so get maybe, their stuff they do to trip on and keep themselves entertained. So Yeah, I always wonder that. When How I do you, see a town, I don't think, wow, this is where I get the gas for the boat. It's like, why was this town built? Who lives here? Who spends 30 years of their life here, and what but do they you know, do? The change now is with this, the computer, like you said, you yeah, can, you can be, be anywhere you want. You're not oh, with tied the work. to, right. yeah. there's a yeah. plant is here, and that, that era of manufacturing, that sort of, um, it's gone, and that's kind of good, I think. It frees up a lot. And, I mean, people are sending you music from Sweden, from wherever. I mean, that's... And I even play on their music. These kids, I never even met them or their bands, and I'm on their music. Exactly. That's great. That wouldn't have happened. bass here, now I get to learn. I get to be contemporary. I'm not just artifact. Yeah. I'm actually mixing in. So so there's some good things about the technology. Yeah. But you know what? The thing that's really making it move is the spirit. Because that stuff is just... It's just a technologies, tool. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They don't have the spirit, the will, the movement, the natural curiosity. Mm-hmm. So that's why I, I like it when she brings the couch surfing people over. They all are like charged up people. <laughs> Very yeah. cool. Take that as a call. Well, they're, they're yeah. pioneers, they're adventurous. I mean, that's why they're moving. Yeah, but I think it's yeah, healthy enough for yeah. everyone to have yeah. the, well, their own version of it. 
I had this little get-together of couch surfers at my place. Peak was talking about it. There was one guy. He was probably like 50, 55, my white age. hair. <laughs> like, he, he looked older than you. So, I mean, you know, maybe you just look young, and I'm sure uh, that's the case. But uh, he, I think he'd been traveling on couches for, for months at that point, and wow. he just came, came to hang out with these people, and it's kind of like instant friends, you know, like... Uh, we all knew what he was about, and he knew that he could come to this uh, little get-together. I know. That's kind of nice. Um, you know, there used to be a stigma about people being even over 30 going back to college or something. You know, Herman yeah. Green got his... started yeah. college in his 50s or something like that. He's a PhD. So, but, yeah, we're not all just, like, you know, gung-ho, like, 25-year-old, you know, like, yeah, sewing yeah. wild boots. Yeah, like, you're not encumbered, you know, maybe by either a family or... I could or see, especially some cat... With the quote midlife crisis, and yes. it's like yeah. fuck this, yeah. Yeah. getting out of town. I want to reinvent experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, look, we're at the end of the show. I want to thank everybody for coming on, Bob. Peace. Thank Stace, you. thanks for your first no, time being on the show. Thanks, great. Ben, thank you for <laughs> My your pleasure. first time. Yeah. Uh, I got a spiel here to do. Uh, these people yeah, want to film crew. me doing my laundry, and Brother Matt has made his pad available so we didn't have to use laundromat. Now you're going to air your uh, dirty laundry? I think the Literally. next... Uh, <laughs> She's been saving that joke for hours, yeah. I just thought of it, yeah. shit. <laughs> but I get sweaty at gigs. Uh-huh. Brother Matt, we've got the... It's interesting just to see the, um, you know, the interesting array of people passing through here. Interesting and, array. You know, it tends to be sort of these um, entrepreneurial types... Uh, Bob, I got in the show. I thought you were done. <laughs> we were just talking. Like, we're just okay, so this is the last show. show before I go on tour. Have a righteous tour. But I'm going to try to do some on tour, okay? Cool. But you know where my heart is, is with you here, Brother Mary. Right on. Uh, at the Love Grotto on the Pleasure Point, somewhere north of the equator, west of the Rockies. Right on. It's been the April 12, 2009 Watt from Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry. <laughs>